when you start talking about feminine hygiene, they turn beet red and cannot get away from you fast enough. Um, so, you know, I'll just do stuff like that. Well, I'll just, like, whatever comes to mind, I'll just turn around and just play dumb and embarrass the heck out of them. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing in the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Master Captain Angie Scott. Welcome to this week's episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast. This week, we're we're focusing a little bit more on the adventurer side of things, which I like to do to mix it up from time to time. And I have a special guest with me this week, uh, Allison Wada. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Angie. Yeah, so you are the creator and editor at explorationsolo.com and we will put a link to your website in the show notes so people can easily click on that and go check it out but uh, you do a lot of backpacking and uh, that's really a topic I haven't covered much on the show so I'm excited to have you on to talk about that and uh, you're based in North Carolina so let's let's kind of jump into it at first I always like to just let my guests give a little background on themselves and and kind of how you got into the outdoors and, and why you're passionate about it, if you wouldn't mind um, starting Absolutely. there. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, um, this is, this is going to sound really pathetic, but I was on a trip to Antarctica of all places. Mm. Um, so I had this dream of being like one of those international travel bloggers. Um, so I was in Antarctica and you're on a boat and on the way back, I'm hearing these guides tell all of these amazing stories of what they've done. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, okay, so what have I done with my life? I mean, I'm just sitting here eating a cookie. <laughs> um, and I just, I felt really, I, I got the sense that I really wasn't living my life. Um, and inspired by all of their stories about being in the outdoors and doing all of these great things, um, I thought I really want to get out and explore more. And camping seemed like a good place to start. When I got back home, I found an intro to backpacking course, and so I signed up for that. And you know, once you once you've done it, it it's really pretty addicting. And I met a lot of great people in that class. Um, some of which are the people that I still go out with to this day, and you know, we'll go hiking or backpacking together. And after about a year, um, I was just so into it. I actually started. Um, taking people out, taking like guided hiking and started taking people out on backpacking trips. And I actually even teach the intro to backpacking class yeah. and, and have been for quite a few years now. Um, it's just, it's nice to get other people, you know, excited and hooked into the outdoors yeah. um, on that. And I'm just, it's just really nice to see somebody go from, you know, oh, I don't know if I can do this. This seems really hard to loving it and being this really confident backpacker or hiker um, after they've been out on a couple of trips and it's just really I just really enjoy seeing that yeah that's that's really great um, so I want to talk a little bit about when somebody is getting into backpacking um, you know what are some things they should think about before we get into that though I got to know what brought you to Antarctica 
the company I was with at the time um, just started enacting these sabbaticals. So you could take this four-week sabbatical, which basically it was four weeks of continuous vacation. And it didn't count towards your PTO or anything like that. And I was actually originally looking at the Galapagos. And I was on this website for a, a, a travel agency. And on their homepage, they were, it was like, have you been to Antarctica? And I was like, no, I have not. <laughs> So somewhere along the line, the Galapagos morphed into Antarctica. Wow, that's very cool. I think all companies should do that for their employees. It was a really great opportunity. Um, and I do have to say, if you've not been, I do recommend, if, if you if you love being outside, it is amazing. It's one of the last places that really, truly looks untouched. Wow, that's very cool. Very cool. All right. So let's get back to, to backpacking. Um, so I've never gone backpacking before. It, I love the outdoors. It sounds like something I might enjoy and I want to try. What, where do I start? Yeah. And it, there's a good question. If you, I mean, it depends on the kind of person you are. Some people enjoy taking a course and if you can find an intro to backpacking course near you, that's a great option. Um, you can just Google like backpacking courses and then like my state or my city and state and see if there are any options near you. Um, also a lot of groups, there's a lot of backpacking groups that will, um, they welcome beginners and they'll help you get started. So you can look at meetup or Facebook and just look for backpacking groups um, and just read in their descriptions and see if any, you know, how welcoming they are to beginners. Um, and, you know, there's just a lot of options there. Now, some people get started on their own. Uh, not gonna lie, there are there are people. You know, it, it's it's a steep learning curve, but it is very doable. If you are gonna try to do it by yourself, I would really do the research online. I I'd, I'd follow a lot of different people on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I would read a lot of different websites about getting started backpacking online. And the reason you want to do this is that um, backpackers can be opinionated. So you'll hear a lot of like, you have to do this. Don't ever do this. This piece of gear is a piece of junk. Don't buy it. I love this piece of gear. <laughs> and it's the same piece of gear. Right. Sounds what, like fishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably every outdoor store. Yeah. What, but what you want to do is listen to why they're saying they like it or to do it and why they're saying they don't like it or why they wouldn't do it. Because what you're going to start hearing are the pros and cons of the different options. And then you can start to say, well, I'm willing to put up with this, but this is a deal breaker for me. And you can start making decisions based on, on that. Mm. The other thing I would do is, you know, go to the outfitter stores, visit the outfitters near you. And, you know, touch the equipment, talk to people there. They're used to it. You're, you're, I mean, don't worry. You're not bugging them. They probably love talking about the equipment and place, like we all do, um, and places to go. Uh, they may also have some ideas on um, courses and things like that. Uh, so that's just, you know, a couple of options on that one. These intro to backpacking courses, is it a lot of the outfitters that put these courses on? Or where do you usually find those? So... Usually I find them through Meetup and Facebook. Um, that's where I generally find them. I would be a little, you can, like REI has a class, as does the Sierra Club. You can take an intro class through them. And you will learn a lot and you'll have fun. Um, I would just caution that, you know, when you're with an outfitter like that, where they're packing all of the food 
they tend to bring a lot of things you would never bring on your own. So, you know, you're going to carry 40 pounds, whereas by myself, I might be at like, you know, 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. They just bring a lot of extras that you would never do on your own. But I think it's still a good way to pick up good habits and to have people with you and, and give it a give it a try. So, I mean, definitely that that is an option to to get into it they are going to be also a little more expensive than if you try something through a meetup group that might have a course or just like a local business so that that's something else to keep in mind the other thing i would say is have a budget now with new equipment backpacking equipment probably like fishing it's there's an initial investment Mm -hmm. um in it the, the equipment's not cheap you can borrow equipment. If you ask around, if you have friends that are into backpacking, you can probably find some equipment. If you find a, a meetup or Facebook group, they might have some loaner equipment because we all amass extra equipment. <laughs> um, REI, some REIs rent um, as well as some local outfitters will rent equipment. And then there are some online places. So you can cut, if you're not sure you're going to be into this, mm-hmm. you can cut down the initial entry cost as you're trying it out. So that, that's a couple of options there. Um, but definitely have a budget. There's going to be a balance between buying something that's lower weight and your budget. In backpacking, everything's reverse. If the lower the weight an item is, the more it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. You are going to pay for the technology required to get the weight of this item down. That's just the way it is. Because in backpacking, you know, people don't want to carry a lot of weight. Right. So low weight equals a lot of money. And while you do want to watch your weight, I wouldn't go bananas. There's a lot of what's called ultralight backpacking where people are all about, I got down to 22 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, but, but with that comes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So for a new backpacker, you're going to have some less expensive equipment, and that's fine. I would say if you're in the 35-pound range starting out, that's totally fine. I I actually backpack with somebody who loves his electronic equipment, and that guy's got 40 pounds. Mm. And he is fine with that 40 pounds. He knows it's heavier than he needs to be, but he keeps up with everybody he does not concern me from a health or safety point of view, and he's totally fine carrying it. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to tell him he has to cut that weight. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to learn, but don't get caught up or have anybody make you feel bad that you're like, that you're at 35 pounds and not 22. Right. Gotcha. Um, and then the other thing I would say is start in easy. Don't don't plan your first trip in like the Wind River of Wyoming <laughs> or a wilderness area. Go to a state park. Maybe just try out an overnight there. It, some state parks um, have the car camping, but others actually have primitive sites. Just just see how you enjoy being two miles from your car, um, and just give it you know one or two nights, and and you know it's just a nice safe place and. Where if you don't like it, no harm, no foul, you can go back to your car at night. Yeah, that's a great suggestion because I'm in my head, I'm picturing all these like treacherous terrains and and, and high altitudes, but you can really just start out really easy at your, you know, we have in Nashville, we've got great state parks and and walking trails that are very easy and, um, you know, a lot of them are around the lakes, so you get that beautiful scenery um, so yeah, that's, that's a really good suggestion to not get over your head in over your head when you're starting out. 
Yeah, and the other thing about getting in over your head, I would also, I would not try to do more than six miles in any one given day um, if you're going out. Even if you're like, oh, I'm in shape. I run, I run five miles three times a week. No, no, no. That backpack is a great equalizer. <laughs> Until you put 30 pounds on your back and you've been on uneven terrain, you have no idea what your speed is going to be. Uh, I've, I've seen... I've seen ultra hikers, people who do 26 mile day hikes to raise money for charity. I've seen them tank and like we've had to pull weight out of their pack to help get them up a hill. I've seen, you know, runners not do well. And then I've seen people who look completely out of shape, who they're slow and steady and just doing fine going up that mountain. So you really don't know until you try. So I would just just start off easy and give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of time to get where you got to go. Gotcha. Well, I think those are some really good tips for just getting started out. And I'm sure there's a lot more you could share in that regard. Um, but I also want to touch on a couple other things while we've got you on the show. So, you know, this is the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast. So uh, it is geared toward women and they always like to kind of hear you know from a female perspective in sports that are typically male dominated you know what kind of issues you might face have you personally encountered any any issues being a female in the sport and uh, the, and then there's always a safety element to it too absolutely you know it's kind of funny because i teach the intro to backpacking course and I will say it's predominantly women, but we do have men that sign up for the course. Mm. So I, I would say I've had it 50-50, but I would say usually, though, it's 75% women, 25% men. And the lucky thing for me is if it's a man who's decided they need to sign up for an intro to backpacking course, they're already of a mindset that they're willing to ask for help. Right. So, you know, that sets us up for better success. And when I go backpacking, I actually backpack a lot um, with a mixed group of men and women, but a lot of times it is just the guys. You know, backpackers in general do tend to be a very welcoming group, but I have run into uh, a couple, like, you know, I've never felt unsafe, but I have run into, you know, people who I'm, I'll be out with the guys. So there's three of us, two guys and me, and the guys are all into ultralight. I'm, I'm not. And they'll be like, oh, look at the little lady. How come you're the smallest one with the biggest pack? <laughs> and the funny thing is, at this point, my guys know what's about to happen. So they try to put some distance between us because they just don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> I turn around and with a very big smile and a very like dopey voice, I just, I've just learned to just, just turn it back on them. And I'll just be like, Oh, well, you know what? It's all the feminine hygiene products, you know, two boxes of tampons takes up so much room. <laughs> and, um, and then I've got to like carry the used ones out, which is so gross, but that's okay. I'm okay with it. And, but I don't mind the guys don't mind either. And usually People who are going to make a comment like that, when you start talking about feminine hygiene, <laughs> they turn beet red and cannot get away from you fast enough. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, I'll just do stuff like that. Well, I'll just like whatever comes to mind, I'll just turn around and just play dumb and embarrass the heck out of them. <laughs> and, you know, then I'll catch up with my guys and they're just shaking their heads. They're like, must you do that? And I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> I must. 
Um, so, I mean, that's, you can let it go or you can do something like that. I mean, wh- whatever works. I would say I have heard, especially on, I've heard from women who have gone through hiking the Appalachian Trail. So they're going from Georgia all the way up to Maine. I have heard where some of them have felt uncomfortable where, uh, you know, one of, one of the other through hikers, a male through hiker starts following them and is creeping them out. Generally, in, in that instance, like it, they try to get away, like they'll try and go a little bit faster or a little bit slower, although they'll pass by the shelter and try to keep going. I've even heard instances where one girl had her boyfriend come pick her up and drive her back like 60 miles. So she was way behind this guy um, and he couldn't figure out what had happened to her. Wow. Um, I think in, in a lot of instances, I personally just trust my gut. When I'm hiking, I, I'm aware. I don't hike with my headphones on. I don't listen to music when I hike. I'm, you know, I like to kind of be in my own head, but I'm also aware. I can hear things. I can see things. Um, when I look for a camp, I actually, I know a lot of people like to be by themselves, and sometimes I do, but a lot of times I look for a campsite where there might be like three other tents there. Mm. Um, so if somebody is bothering you, there's other people around. Mm-hmm. Um, usually that, you know, just there's safety in numbers there. Um, so you can do things like that. The other thing is if you're camped and you're by yourself and somebody camps near you and you don't feel good about it, there's just something about this person that feels off, pick your tent up and leave. You know, people are so worried about being rude. No, don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. This is about you, not them. Just pick up your tent and go another mile down and set up camp somewhere else. Um, that would be my biggest advice to people um, in that situation. I also always carry a satellite device um, with an SOS, and somebody else at home knows where I am. So I've I've got a friend. That's I good. always give them my itinerary. Here's where I'm going to be. Here's the route. And this day on this time is when I'm going to check back in with you. And then, you know, if you don't check in at that time, usually she gives it like another hour or so. But it, at that point, then she can call for help if I'm still not back after what she thinks is a appropriate amount of time. But overall, I personally just recreationally um, backpacking have not really run into any issues except for, you know, the local yokels <laughs> making their fun little comments. Right. That's good. Where do you personally like? Do you have certain places you like to, to go hiking? Yeah. I mean, I stick. I stick a lot to North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, those areas. Um, mainly, honestly, a lot of that is just they're close. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it takes me about three, three and a half hours to get to most locations. If I was going to go to the Great Smoky Mountains, that's going to be about five hours. Um, but there's also backpacking on the coast. Don't don't ov- overlook the coastal areas. There's some great backpacking there, and this is the time of year to do it. Mm. Um, and then, believe it or not, there's really good backpacking in South Carolina. They, they're home to the Foothills Trail down there. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, the areas you mentioned where you like to go, um, you know, I've definitely featured ladies on the podcast who like to fly fish in those areas. So, you know, that's a that's a really good tie-in. You've men- mentioned when we were talking earlier offline that you see a lot of people out there that backpack just so they can get closer to the good fishing areas so yeah absolutely um north carolina and virginia in particular at least the areas that i've been um in virginia there's crab crab tree creek in that area huge fly fishing um up there and it, it was interesting the first time i saw it 
you know, there was somebody, you know, with a pack on and, you know, a fishing rod attached to the side of it. I just remember thinking, I'm like, wow, that's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. And those, and those fly rods are pretty long unless you get one that folds up. So, um, I don't know how they do it. If they get like travel ones or if you've yeah, seen the what big I've long ones. Seen, what I've seen is they'll strap it to the side of their pack and it just kind of goes up the top and down below. So it's just kind of on their side that way, mainly high, but may, they maybe have it like down at their knee and then like hanging up way over their head and then they've just got it strapped in pretty tight. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I imagine you might hit some branches and things like that as mm -hmm. you're hiking. So, well, very cool. So, so you do guiding as well. Um, you mentioned, and uh, have you had any um, issues being a female guide in that, in that regard? Actually, I have not. Um, I, I think it's because most, most people who go on a trip um, either are inexperienced, they, they, they don't want to go by themselves. They're not confident enough to go by themselves. So they're just happy that somebody else is leading it. Mm -hmm. I've also learned from talking to some of my regulars that they just don't want to think. They want to pack, show up, and follow me which I'm like, really, <laughs> you really should know the route and not just blindly follow, but okay. I will say the one time, and it, well, I was not leading. I was an attendee on a trip. I was on a, a Sierra Club trip. And one guy, all of, the, all of the leaders were female. And we had one guy on the trip who really just, he knew it all. Mm. To, to the point where you're wondering, why are you, why are you even on this trip? Like, if you could have done this on your own, why didn't you? And, you know, he just, he just didn't think that the two younger female leaders, they're, he's like, oh, they, they're, they're just so young and, and they probably don't know how to read a map. And they did. I mean, they were very competent, but he was all talk. Um, and he kept pushing the envelope, but the, the more seasoned leader, um, put him in his place on day three <laughs> and basically told him to get in line or he was off the trip. <laughs> nice. Sometimes you um, gotta was, handle yeah. it that way. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she was, she was basically, she was no nonsense. Um, she, she was like, we're not going to tolerate this. Yeah. And he was still a little bit grumbly, but he wasn't quite so open about his thoughts after that. I think it, 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 he at least learned to keep it to himself. <laughs> I have to admit, though, he was so like, oh, little ladies can't carry this much weight. I'm like, those little ladies are carrying 50 pounds. You're carrying 40. And they are about half a mile in front of you on this trail. So, let, right. no. I was really, really close one night to pulling the stakes out of his tent overnight. <laughs> it had occurred to me that like, I really, I, I, I was thinking about doing it. <laughs> That's funny. So um, before we wrap this up, I do want to mention your website again, explorationsolo.com. It looks like you have a lot of great resources on your website um, that people can go check out. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the website is um, really about like North Carolina and, you know, nearby states, you know, traveling those with a, with a focus on small towns, because I feel like when you're backpacking, you're, you're usually based out of a small town and, you know, there's a lot there for you to visit. And then I really talk about, you know, backpacking in those areas and gear and tips, um, you know, think, just, just what you need to truly explore. 
On the website, you will find a backpacking basics page, and that's a good place to start because that's just kind of this big, big kind of hub page that will help guide you through everything else that that's on the website. So you don't have to hunt and poke around. It just kind of guides you through what you need to know and where that information is. Awesome. I see you have a uh, book that people can download backpacking lists for every season uh, ebook. So that would be a really great resource for somebody just getting started. So they know exactly what they need to, to have. Yeah. Yes, that's um, that's a really good. It actually covers each season, and it's my packing list for each season, along with information about um, what's available, like like why I would make these decisions. So, like for clothing, why did I choose this clothing? Why would I bring my twenty degree sleeping bag? Um, just some information along those those lines. Um, I also, if you're on the website, you'll you'll see an option to subscribe, and once you subscribe. Um, I do have resources for subscribers, including um, my warm weather packing list. So if you'd like to kind of see what you're getting into before you buy the book, you can definitely do that. Great. Awesome. Is it, you got anything coming up that you want to mention or any exciting trips or backpacking trips? Uh, so I think the next big trip I'm going to do, and I'm pretty excited, there's um, well, if you're not, if you don't live in this area, you may not be familiar with it, but there's an area called Pathertown Wilderness out here. And it's one of the areas that's eluded me and I haven't been there. Um, so I'm going to be heading out there um, in a couple of months to just kind of explore that area and see what's out there. It's just going to be this new place for me to go. Great. Awesome. Well, I know you're on Instagram and Facebook. Is that the best places for people to follow your adventures? Absolutely. Um, Instagram and Facebook um, are both good places um, to follow. And, you know, feel free to shoot me a DM or email me, Allison at explorationsolo.com. I'm one of those people that, like, I have to reply to emails and things. I can't just leave them. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about backpacking. Um, very, very informative. Hopefully we've inspired some people who haven't tried it to to give it a try and uh, it might just be something that you become super passionate about like you have and um and thank you for being available for people if they do have any questions to reach out uh really really appreciate that well thanks for having me this has been so much fun and i i hope some people who are on the fence do decide to give it a go um, just to let you guys know, I started in my 40s, my mid 40s. So anybody can do this. Please don't think that like it's passed you by. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Angie. <laughs>